to show his love. And teach us how to pray. Feed a little baby sleeping. Time for you and me. To save his people, to save his people from from Lord to set us free. For Christ came with love divine. I give to him the heart of mine. came the earth, Jesus came a baby boy, and a manger lay. Now we're saying about him, on this our Lord's birthday. Christmas just like angels sing. Glory in the highest to our newborn king. Shepherds rent the scene in a stable full of hay. Wise men came from afar safely guided by. King of the blessed Savior who came to bring us light. Sing a song of Christmas to Jesus, a tiny baby boy. Sing a song on Christmas morn, good news, good news, Christ is born. Sing a song of Christmas, open up your heart. Jesus is the Holy One, God's perfect only Son.
if we could have the parents of the preschoolers and kindergartners stand up, please, so your child can find you. And you guys can all go find mom and dad or grandma and grandpa and sit down. Psalms 95, 6 through 7. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Psalms 96, verse 9. Worship the Lord in splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Psalms 99, 5. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Psalms 101 through 2. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs.
Jesus is called wonderful. Wonderful. Jesus is called counselor. Counselor. Jesus is called mighty God. Mighty God. Jesus is called everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Jesus is called Prince of Peace. Christmas bells rang out the news of Jesus' birth. They told of one dark night when he came down to earth. Christmas bells are ringing, telling the message clear. Jesus Christ has come to free our hearts from fear. Christmas bells are ringing. To let this old world know he loves thou just as he did 
so many years ago. Christmas bells, they have a ring. They sound a message I must sing. God gave to us the gift of love. He sent to us his only son. Christmas bells still ring to remind us here today to never forget the Savior, the truth, the life, the way. Christmas bells ring loud and clear, listen close to hear. Joy to the world, Christ is born to give us hope and cheer.
In the sixth month, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his word and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken over the entire Roman world. Everyone came to his own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there's no room for them in the end. How do I begin to share with you what I saw in Jesus? Even before he was born, amazement and wonder filled my life. There was an angel, such power and authority I've never experienced before. Yet there was a gentleness about him as he shared with me about God's love being expressed. Joseph, he was incredible through all these events. Even with all his concerns and questions, he always responded to me with love. I am sure that the angels coming to him had a lot to do with that. There were so many things I remember. Most of them I kept in my heart. Jesus lived a life of love. He was rejected and hated, yet he offered healing and forgiveness of sins to all who would believe of, in him. God's only son sent from heaven. I saw him on the cross as he gave his life no one took it from him. This is what Jesus and Christmas is all about. He is a demonstration of God's love to the world. Jesus was born. He lived. He died and rose again, showing God's love to you and me. When I first saw the child, the magnitude of the moment hit me. The long-awaited Savior had come. Suddenly, I was filled with apprehension. How is one trained and raised the Messiah? As a poor man, a common carpenter, I reminded myself that God would provide. He would show us what we should do. When the shepherds came, Mary and I were both astonished. God was proclaiming his message his own way. How wonderful is his grace. If he can use me, a common person, he can use anyone, even you. One more thing before we part. Remember that Jesus did not remain as a baby. He grew up. If you focus on the manger and not his message, you have missed the entire point. 
The things in Bethlehem were indeed wonderful, but why he came is even more wonderful. Today, God calls us to acknowledge our sins and trust in the Savior. There were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their sheep at night. An angel appeared to us, and the glory of the Lord shone around us, and we were terrified. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared, with the angels praising God and saying, When the angels left us, we said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem to see this thing that, which the Lord has told us about. So we hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. And Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which was just as they had been told.
after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together the peoples, chief priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has spoken. They went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On come to the house, they saw the child and his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
So, this is how it was, on a silent night like no other, when heaven sent down the one, the one we call Savior. Redemption began in a stable in Bethlehem. All of the angels lifted up their voices and filled the night with hallelujah. God is with us now. Come and join the heavenly chorus. Our Savior King is here before us. All come to hear the sound, the song creation sang when hope came down. This was truly God wrapped in a tattered blanket. Love was finally here, sleeping while the world awakened. Redemption begins, a baby is born in Bethlehem. So let us sing redemption's song, let us worship Christ the Holy One. We were lost, but now are found, when hope came down.
Well, they'd probably much rather the choir anyway, so that's great. Thank you. You guys are tremendous. You are great. I, uh, um, our three angels back here, you got a little leverage when you go home. And next time something happens at home, and then mom and dad are looking, wondering if you did it, you just say, angelic being. And they'll, you're good to go. Okay, so use that leverage. Okay, so thank you again. You guys are tremendous. Um, Christmas to me is uh, filled with so many different ironies and, uh, and different, almost contradictions to the way we as human beings are. And um, my wife and I and, uh, packed the last two days, the last of our load coming from Sparta. And, uh, and sometimes that's melancholy because you think in terms of a home we had and, um, and uh, some of the family experiences there. And, and, uh, but I thought on the way back as I was driving... How different would it be if you left a home and came to another home or another place and were met with resistance or rejection? In our case, we've been met with great love and genuine warmth and open arms, and we've been incredibly blessed as we left one home and came to another place. That can be hard. Again, it wasn't hard necessarily in our case because we were met with so much love and warmth. There was another who left home and was met with resistance and rejection, even hatred. And Christmas is a story about one who left heavenly home and came to this earth. And unlike us, he was not met with genuine warmth and love. John 1 tells us the Word became a human and lived among us. The Word was in the world, and the world was made by Him, but the world did not know Him. But to all who did accept Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Because He was full of grace and truth, from Him we've all received one gift after another. Those words, but to all who did accept Him, because there were some who rejected Him. When Jesus left heaven... Again, he was far from met with genuine love, but was met with fear, resistance, rejection. He was met with sin. To us to understand Christmas, us to really understand the great message that was sung about and spoken about here, we need to understand three things. Because if we don't understand these three things, we don't really understand Christmas. Who came? Why He came? And what's the result of why He came? Sometimes we think of Christmas and you hear this often, and it, it's about a baby, about a baby in a manger. And, and we can kind of make it a really uh, a quaint little uh, picture, quaint little message about things. Is that really the Christmas story? I mean, is that really what it's about, just a baby? No, uh, it's much more than that. It, it's who that baby is. It's who that baby came to be. We talk about Christmas story and it's not just a baby in a manger, it's deity in diapers. It's God who became man. That's Christmas. That's the story. God left heaven. The Word became flesh. That's the who of Christmas. If you don't get that, you miss it. If it's just a baby in a manger, you haven't quite processed what Christmas is all about. Why did He came? Why did Jesus come? 
I mean, did Jesus come just because, hey, I got an idea, I'll show up and, and just see what men are up to? Um, no, we're told that this was a plan. came from the corridors of heaven through time. That God said, I'm going to enter time and become a man because it's the only way that we can be saved. Here's what Matthew 1.21 says about why Jesus came. He shall bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. And then in verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which when translated means God with us. Why did Jesus come? He came to save us from our sin. Because our sin separated us from God, we couldn't come near, so God came near. He came near so we could come near to God. So we could have an intimate relationship with Him. One with you and I, with great intimacy, enjoy the presence of God, not only now as we walk this earth, but for all time. That's why He came, to save you and I. Without Him saving us, you cannot know God. You cannot have a relationship with Him. You can't be brought near to God unless you come to Jesus Christ in faith. Again, many think Christmas is about a baby in a manger. It's not about a baby in a manger. Christmas is about God becoming a man. It's the heart of Christmas that God became a man. It's the essence of it. As one author said, the omnipotent in one instant became flesh and blood. The one who was larger than the universe became a microscopic embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God came to earth. He drew near. He drew near, for if He did not come, we'd never have been saved from our sins. We never would have had our sins paid for. Do you know Him as Savior? Do you know Him as Emmanuel? One of the, the children up here had quoted that verse about him being Emmanuel. And uh, if you think about it, that's one of the names that you don't often hear people talk about Christmas. Emmanuel. You don't really see it in the stores. Every now and then he's tucked the names, titles tucked into a song here or there. But Emmanuel, what an amazing name. It means God with us. I mean, that's the news. God with us. That's the beauty of Christmas. And I couldn't help but thinking, you know, the practical terms of the world we live in today for a young man who's misdirected his passions or a young lady overwhelmed by the weight of the life and the future and, and for a mom at home whose the demands of life are weighing down or, or a dad who's trying to earn a living and provide for the family, for a teenager who's so totally lost about the future, for all of them, Emmanuel says, I'd like to introduce myself to you. I'm God with you. I can save you if you'd come to me. Some of you this morning don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You don't know Emmanuel. And if you were honest in your heart of hearts, you don't have a relationship with God. And to you, the Bible says, you face a Christless eternity. An eternity without God. But God loved you so much that He wanted to make a way. So you could spend eternity with Him. And that's why He became a man. To save you from your sin. But the Bible says that man needs to respond. There's a choice. God doesn't want robots. And so He gave us a great gift. It's called choice. It's a choice you and I have. And the Christmas story demands a choice. 
whether you'll choose to respond to Christ as your Savior or choose to reject Him. There is no neutrality here. If you've never chosen to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, and that's something you'd like to do right now, the Bible says if you call upon the name of the Lord, if you call upon Him to save you, He will. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, the promise of Scripture is you will be saved. That's why He came. And I, all the Christmases I grew up with, and, and uh, I never heard someone say, hey, I gotta, I'm going to give you an opportunity, Matt, to trust Jesus. No one ever extended that to me growing up. But I don't want to make that mistake to you. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to Jesus Christ, the message these children have sung about and spoken about, the greatest story ever. I want to give you a chance to respond to Christ this morning. And so if you'd bow, let's pray. If this morning, in your heart of hearts, you know you don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you're 10 years old or maybe you're 80. But you know you've never responded to the Savior. I want to give you that opportunity to do that right now, right here. God is here. He wants to know you. If that's your heart's desire, I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and I pray that this prayer would really be yours. Let's you pray this in your heart to the Lord. Dear Jesus, I recognize this morning that you came to this earth for me. That you look at me and you see me as worth, worth it. I confess I need you, Jesus. I confess I'm a sinner. And I cannot earn my way to you. But I thank you for the message of Christmas. That you came to save me. I now trust you as Lord and Savior of my life. I respond to you in faith and claim the promise that if I call upon you, you will save me. Thank you, Jesus, for the hope and the promise of salvation in your name. I trust you. I choose to follow you. And please help me to do that in the days ahead. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Everyone here is uh, invited uh, for cookies and snacks in the fellowship hall, and uh, they're good, especially the ones with the chocolate kisses in it. I hope you don't mind. I had to taste them for you. Uh, they're really good, and so you're invited for that right now. I uh, also want to take an opportunity uh, to uh, challenge you to continue to invite people here next Sunday, Christmas Eve, as we at Elam are uh, just committed to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and um, and it's a great chance, a non-threatening way maybe for some neighbors and family who would like to come to Christmas uh, services anyways. And so why don't you take advantage of that opportunity and uh, we'll tell them about Jesus here for sure. Now I'd like to pray a benediction over you. Now may the love of the Father and the grace of His Son Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be yours in increasing measure this day and throughout this week. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for coming, and thank you.